0: podcast is back, finally on to episode 15, which brings back our first repeat guest from episode number one. My very good friend, Joe Altier, aka Just Joe, is back for another quick little chat to catch up on things that have been happening since December of 2017, which is when the very first episode of the podcast aired. So I'm definitely very honored. Joe's an entertainer, an athlete. A father and inspiration to so many people and everybody that Joe comes in contact with feels the love and light that he brings to all of us. So I'm very happy to have him back and look forward to this conversation. So Joe, welcome back to the podcast. It's um wow. it's been 4 years been and a month.
1: 4 years. Four. Man, what a lot has happened in 4 years. To <laughs> everybody. I know. And especially especially me, I mean, I'm thinking four years ago, like when you first interviewed me, it was like when I just started doing CrossFit. I was weighing, I weighed 280 pounds. That was 90 pounds ago, you know, so.
0: Yeah, well, actually first on my list of things to bring up were uh, the differences just in your physical appearance. You now have, a, that back then you had a really long beard to start. Yep. And yep. you didn't know what sleeves were know <laughs> my how things have changed
1: things things have changed man. things you know not only not even the pandemic but the two years prior to even the pandemic happening it's just been i don't know that was that was a, a that december of 2017 when you talked to me was like a gigantic turning point in my life
0: yeah a lot know, of- that was
1: that was that was when i was like all right enough enough is enough and let get healthy again and you know, not just physically healthy, but mentally healthy. Let's let's take the turn I had. Everyone says, like what what made you do that? And it's like anybody who's like an either an alcoholic or anybody that says, Well, I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you just get to that point where you just like, I don't want to be this way anymore. And when I'm done with something, I'm done. I'm ready, I'm ready for a challenge and I dive in and man, I dove in. I drank the Kool Aid, so to
0: speak. Yeah, so so I guess you know CrossFit and yoga were sort of started the beginning of of that change, and you know, for somebody that has you know made music their life, and you know, we discussed brand new sin and all that in the in the first podcast. We don't need to you know go way back, but um, you know, kind of back in you know, let's say twenty seventeen, even twenty eighteen. Where What prompted you to start to make some of those changes and, and kind of seek out? Because, I mean, that was all you. It's, it took no prompting. It just was a, a point at which you decided that you wanted to make change. And so what was that process like for you?
1: Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing was is like my, my mental health at that time was not 100%. You know, I've always had problems with, anxiety or panic disorder and I really hit a wall in the middle of 2017 and I was like okay I need I need to start taking care of this because it was literally affecting my everyday life to the point where it was all I could do to get up get some food in me pull myself together to go play a gig to make sure I could support myself and my family and the transition I was going through at the time in my life, I just started living on my own and it was like once I got kind of that under control where I felt like, okay, cool. I can, I can function again because that summer of 2017 was a really, really, that, that might've been the roughest time of my life.
0: Yeah. And I you don't want to, what I do, what I would like to point <clears> out is, is, and I mean, there's no way we could do it as beautifully as you did. You have your own podcast, the Just Joe podcast. Yeah, and you had a beautiful episode. I, I don't know if off the top of your head you recall what number it was, but I would I would really encourage you know anybody that's listening to go and seek out that. I mean, all of Joe's podcasts, but definitely that one episode because it was just a beautifully done um, kind of explanation of where you were at and, and where you'd been. Yeah. So
1: yeah, and it's really where I'm going to do when I'm start another podcast. I'm going to start the first podcast with a kind of a summary of that one and what's gone on since. You know, but but to get him back through it, it was like that was the turning point. I was like, okay, once I kinda of felt like I could I could function again, right? And just get through my days, it was like, okay, now I've gotten this under control. Let's take care of my body now. And I had no idea when you introduced me to the CrossFit Syracuse family, uh, and that gym, what impact that it would have. I thought like, hey man, I'd be going here a couple of days a week, it'll maybe lose a few pounds and I just feel better. <laughs> And, you know, I walked through that door and I tell everybody and they're like, well, what did you do? I'm like, I just kept walking up through the door. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, I just, every day I just walked through the door. That's all I had to do. I didn't have to go in and have the best workout ever and win things and put up PRs. just had to walk through the door. Because once you're through the door, the class and the community and everybody's going to kind of just, it's going to just immediately motivate you. You don't even have to really think about it. You just can kind of go on autopilot once you're in there. And next thing you know, you just start this routine, and then you wake up every day, and it's like go to CrossFit right? and do this. And then after that, I was like, there's a couple months of, man, I'm feeling better, but like I'm not losing any weight. What am I doing? And then you again, were like, hey, have you ever talked to Ed tonight? I go to Ed. Yeah. And he was a coach there at the time. He's like, he's a nutritionist. You should talk to him. So I reached out to Ed. I had not talked to Ed. I was like, yeah, let's speak next week. I'd started me on a nutrition program in March of 2018. And that's when the game really started changing. And not only did Ed become, you know, a, a guiding force in that, Ed's become one of my best friends in life.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So so speak a little bit to kind of the the shift that happened mentally. So, I mean, the the physical shift is, is obvious. But what, what affected the 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 exercise and the change in diet because I mean it was a very big shift in in diet for you to, to make this you mm-hmm. know from from eating at all of your gigs to now meal prepping and <laughs> you know getting vegetables <laughs> cool. in containers for the week so but but beyond that part what effect did it have for you you know a, a, on a mental level as far as just your chemistry wow. and, and all of that
1: I just all it just you know, people talk about all of a sudden you start seeing things like if someone cleaned all the windows in your car, like you ever mm-hmm. clean the windows in your car, like after the winter, mm-hmm. like you can clean your car, but then all of a sudden that, that first spring day you clean the windows right. and you realize how dirty the windows were. Like you could see out the windows, obviously you could function and get around. But when you do that first cleaning, and then you get back in the car, you're like, oh my God, I'm like, I didn't realize how dirty the windows are. I can see this, I can see that. Or mm-hmm. you get a new pair of glasses. You get those new pair of glasses. You're like, oh, my God, I didn't realize I wasn't – everything just kind of started fine-tuning, if that makes any sense. And my my energy levels, my focus, and then all of a sudden it was just – really, my energy levels were through the roof. And then I didn't feel like, man, you know, I could get up and if I was only running on maybe four hours of sleep before, I'd have to take a nap or even like six hours of sleep Mm. before, I'd have to take a nap. But once I started fueling myself properly, then – it, you know, I could get by on days that I was maybe running a little bit low before. And started sleeping better. My performances at the gym were better. My mental clarity was better. I mean there wasn't a part of my life that wasn't improved by that change. You know, yeah. nobody can say that like making that change and it was all it was it was a big adjustment because I mean, you know, playing four or five nights a week, six nights a week, seven days a week or whatever. Right. Every place that I go to, whether it's a bar, a restaurant, private party, wedding, everything's got food in it, everything. (laughs) And nine nine times out of ten, everything that you're being served at these places or getting offered at these places are not the healthiest choices in the world. And it's it's, it's not not saying that you shouldn't, you can eat those. I eat those things, but you shouldn't be eating it (laughs) every day of the week. Because my thing is, like, I would go, like, say a place, like a pizza place, like Stairs in Manless, and I'd get there, and at the end of the night, they're like, they have all this leftover pizza. <laughs> so then they would not not only just give me, like, a couple slices, they would give me, like, three pizzas. Right. You know? Sure. So I would just eat a pizza on the way home, I'd eat some pizza in the morning, I'd be just eat pizza all weekend, which is amazing. I wish I could do that for real, you know? But, um that was the change and then all of a sudden I started bringing my food and I think when it was really like when someone like no one really saw, they kind of saw but when someone like really gave me but I don't know if they're busting my balls or they didn't they took offense that I wasn't eating their food I was playing a friend's part for their backyard party and she's an amazing cook but she had all this like food on it just wasn't anything that was like was jiving with what I wanted to eat that day sure. meal prep. And I remember going out to my car and I'm sitting in the car out in front of their house and she comes walking out and I'm sitting in my car eating out of my containers. And she's like, what are you doing? She goes like all this amazing food. Why aren't you eating my food? And, you know, like kind of pushing it. Like it's almost offended. I'm like, listen, it's not offensive. I'm like, I'm just on this, like this path. You see this weight loss. I'm just like, I got this goal in mind and this is, you know, um, I said the best way I go, this is very an extreme situation, but this is the best way to put it. You wouldn't ask someone who is trying to get over uh, an alcohol addiction or a drug addiction to be like, hey, man, we'll just have a little bit of this or have just one drink. And, hey, it's just like I made this or it's like the special occasion. That was a very vulnerable time in my life. And and what people realize with food, food is the most widely abused quote unquote um, drug if you want to call it a drug or not. But I mean, you can't, you can remove drugs and alcohol from your life. You don't need that, but you can't remove food. <laughs>
0: right, <laughs> like You need right, food to eat. Right.
1: So once I started equating to that, she said, Oh my God. And I guess I never thought of it that way. I'm like, yeah, I go, that's just where I'm at right now. I go, you asked me back in a year from now and we played this part. It might be a different story, but right now, I'm really just focused on this and to to change my habits because changing food habits is the most difficult thing I probably ever did in my life. Mm. You know? Exercise exercise was always easy because I was an athlete growing up. I played college football. So exercise came easy to me. Changing your food habits and learning that was that was the most difficult change I've ever done.
0: What effect did it all have on your I mean, we know your life in general, but what was the difference you could see? Like, let's just talk about with your job, you know, with entertaining and, oh. you know, being out late at night. And so what was the effect of your ability to perform? And, and did you feel a sense of like more alert?
1: Yeah, I was more alert. And the biggest thing, you know, coupled with getting physically in shape is that um, I could sing better. You know, like mm. one, I was losing the weight so I could breathe better. My cardiovascular, you know, was better. So like I could sing better. And when you're feeling your body not putting, you know, bad food in it, um, it gets to your body starts running better. It's like it's like one of those NASCARs. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't put you wouldn't pull up to the gas station down the street and put 89 octane in a gas, you know, in a, a race car you know sure it's the race car the race car will run but it's going to run like crap but when you want to be on peak performance no matter what you're doing especially a singer you know my body is my instrument once i started fueling with all that stuff like if you listen to my singing from four years ago to my singing now it's like i have a hard time hearing my voice even though i was a great singer then you know a lot of people be like dude you sound great but i just know that i could do better Mm. my range the range got better i could sing higher i could sing lower i could have more control there wasn't a thing that that was again another part of my life that was completely improved by making those changes
0: yeah yeah i mean it's been i mean i love seeing the the posts you put up and you know from somebody who never wanted to run and then started running just as something extra to do and then 5k and then a couple half marathons. It's been, you know, and just to see the smile on your face, you make it look, you know, people I think are inspired not only by the transformation that they've seen in you, but also in like with the grace that you do it, you know, because it's even on a bad day, you know, when you had a plan to go out and run four miles, but you got out there and you can only do two and a half or whatever it might be. Uh, you know, the, the mental outlook on it has been really nice. So, okay. So let's, um, let's fast forward. So the, where I I remember when I, the whole pandemic sort of hit me in the face and that, that was when my company decided that they were going to, we were going to go work from home. And initially I think everybody has a similar story. It was going to be two weeks and this, this flu is going to pass by and whatever. But for you, because i mean everything shut down so do you yeah. do you remember sort of like where you yeah. were, where you went and and I, <laughs> I want you to say that but then i also i want to hear kind of where the the drive and the the whole twitch thing came on and from and ended up
1: what i was noticing cuz i had been paying attention in January of 2020. I mean, it was in the news, and you're kind of watching it. And you're like, all right, what's this going to be? You know, is this, this going to be another SARS? Is this going to be another swine flu? I mean, we've had some close calls over the years, yeah. you know, where it, it could have went down this route, you know. Uh, but this one just seemed real different. And then I think it was March 1st, March 2nd, March 3rd. It was really early in March, and I saw San Francisco go on lockdown. I think that was like the very first city in the states that were like yeah we're we're shutting down we're shutting all the business mm-hmm. we're shutting all that stuff down i'm like hmm. and in my mind i'd always had that like thing i would talk to my musicians i'm like man they're like why do you hustle so hard outside of like you already play 300 gigs a year why are you doing lavagrams why are you doing this thing online why are you doing i'm like because i go i don't know what happens if all the gigs went through? like what if we woke up one day and all the gigs were gone and, they're like, and everyone would laugh i'm like but what if they did, you know, like, what if they did go away? And they right. did. So like right around that time, I started really peaking my interest. But that week when they said that they were going to cut everything down to like 50% capacity, it was kind of the week, that week of Mar- March 13th was really when everything okay. hit the fan. Yeah. But Mar- when, like a couple of days prior to that, my gig on Saturday of that week was like, hey, we're, we're not going to do anything. We don't really know what's going on right now. We're just trying to, like, make sure we keep the doors open because we don't know what's up. Understood. So I was like, okay, I think this is going to happen, and it's not going to happen for a couple weeks. My other musician said, oh, will just be a couple weeks. I'm like, no. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I am I have a degree in history. I have a bachelor's in history, all right? Um, I'm not saying I know more than... Than people but there's just something told me this isn't going to be two weeks this is going to be a much longer thing and (laughs) i i felt that so i was like all right i gotta switch gears to switch gears fast um because i did have a day or two where i just had complete freak out mode like oh my god like this is what am i going to do you know like how am i going to pay my bills like i you know i don't have Ability to just work from home. I, I did, but we'll get to that in a minute. But like everyone else, said, oh, we're just going to go home with our laptop and right. <laughs> be home and work work in our pajamas every day. And everyone, I mean, granted, yeah, you know, there was some stress along with that. Stress. I'm not saying there wasn't, but you know, for people like us, you know, and especially in that whole industry altogether, was like, okay, no, you're you're done. And we didn't have the ability to just immediately like, well, we'll just get unemployment. We'll get all these things. It works very different for for people who are self-employed uh very different so i pre-called my account my accountant's like i'll do this this and this don't worry about it we'll 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 get through this my accountant sure now now we're going to back up a little bit in early 2019 we on k-rock i'm on k-rock morning show i was doing twice a week he started josh the head of the show was just like well, we're streaming to Facebook once a week, or we're streaming to YouTube once a week, but it goes—it's clunky. I think we're going to start streaming on this platform called Twitch. I'm like, I don't even know what Twitch is. What are you mm-hmm. talking about? He goes, oh, it's for gamers. It's just like making your own TV channel. I'm like, all right. So I was really familiar with the channel. And as the year went on in 2019, Josh kept saying, "It's like, man, have you watched some of the musicians on here?" I'm like, yeah. He's like, he goes, "You, you can do this. Like, there's musicians on there making a living." I think. I'm like, no. And we kept watching. He like, yeah. He, just, he goes, I'm like, I, how the heck am I going to do this when I'm, you know, have my business going 100 miles an hour? You have to, you know, put the brakes on something that's earning me my living right now. I don't have the luxury of doing that. So he's like, yeah, but what if you just did it like maybe two, three times a month, maybe once a week. If you did it once a week and you caught some fire, maybe you could take away a gig or two. Maybe you wouldn't have to work every weekend mm. or something like that. Well, that's not a bad idea. And in October of 2019, I have a screenshot. I made a post like, hey, I'm thinking of streaming to Twitch maybe once a week. What would you guys think of that? You know, and some people are like, what is this platform? So I was on my way. But every time I went to kind of sit down and figure out how to do it, I just didn't have time. I was like, man, I got to run out the door and play a game. I got to run out the door and have two games. But, you know, I had no time. And it takes some time to learn the technology to to get the right equipment and have it look good and learn the platform. And how do you do this? And what do you do? You just turn the camera on. How do people show up? Like there were so many variables that were like, kind of like, I don't have time for this right now, but it's something I want to do. So when that week started going by and Josh, Josh was like, dude, go to Best Buy and buy this, 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 and this right now. He goes, because if this happens, you'll be ready. And he was right. So I went and bought a camera. I went and bought some software <laughs> and we spent. And on March 13th, I just remember being home, didn't play a gig that night. And him and I spent all that night and all day next day, just literally on the phone on FaceTime. All right. This so I set, you know, all the software up. And on March 14th, I did my very first stream to Twitch. Uh, and how we built it. There's so much. I mean, this could be a two-hour-long conversation about Twitch. But, you know, in short, um, Josh piggybacked the momentum that K-Rock had for a year and would just kind of move it into my channel because mm-hmm. there's abilities to be able to do that, you know. And we just piggybacked everything that I did so he could immediately – he could stream for a little bit, have 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 people, and then just immediately move them over into my channel, which is called the race. So he's like, let's just do this. Keep, I'll keep feeding you these people, which will put you in the algorithms, which will give you discoverability wow. and all that stuff. You put it up on your, you put it up on your social media because everyone else is home. No one else is going out to bars or restaurants <laughs> because there's no, no place to go. So you just tell people to click on this link and they'll start showing up. So I jumped on that bang-wanging right away. And what else did I have to do every day? The gym was closed. That everything was closed, so right. I had nothing else to do but other than eat, sleep, breathe, twitch. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna just pour all my energy, creative energy, nervous energy, everything that I had about that, and just dive into it and try not to think about the craziness that was going on in the world. So I mean, I had the I had a silver lining inside of a really crappy cloud mm-hmm. that was going on for everybody, and I was just like, well. I got something to keep me busy and we'll see where this goes. And as it was going on, I'm like, well, this would be cool until the gigs come back. And then about 2 or 3 weeks into it, I'm like, wow, this this could really turn into something more. And then it just snowballed and snowballed and here we are 2 2
0: years later. Yeah. It was crazy and crazy to see your set my, your set grow and grow and yeah. more light. I, I moved, <laughs> right. I I moved. I just kept upgrading,
1: you know, my accountant. I mean, luckily I run, run my business. We're not talking any of the financials, but I run my business as a business, mm-hmm. like legitimately, you know, not to bash a lot of my musician friends, but a lot of my musician friends don't. They just like fly by to see their parents. They think everything's in cash. They don't, they don't have a actual business set up or a DBA or an LLC. And I did all that years ago. And, Paid off because when all that hit the fan, I was eligible for all the programs that were being offered for businesses that were getting affected by COVID. So my accountant made sure that was all in. So I took a bunch of the money that came in and reinvested it immediately back into this new platform because I'm like, this is going to be. There was a podcast that I did, it was a couple weeks into the pandemic, and I basically Everything I said in there came true. I go, there's going to be New York, no New York State Fair this year. This could to be no this. I go, I go. I don't think there's going to be for a year. <clears throat> and I go, I don't think musicians are going to be working for a year. I kept saying that. I go, so I'm just going to keep doing this. And I did. To the point where now this is my main part of my business. Wow. Not that I don't go play regular gigs and I don't do all the other things. But my main focus and my main, like, you know hub of my business is twitch so in two years i completely transformed my business which is something i wanted to do prior to the pandemic so i could spend more time with my daughter have a little more free time in my life have a little more flexibility in my life i had it before but it was really more of a grind and it was tough to walk away from so
0: right i think i mean in
1: in a nutshell that's really you know what i foresaw when that thing was coming
0: I think so uh, some of the big changes you've seen as an entertainer, one is when they stopped smoking in bars, so you didn't have to go home every single night stinking Whoa. like an ashtray. Yeah. so there there was the first thing, um, and then and then you've seen the transition now to being able just to do it right out of your your house and not actually have to go anywhere and still yeah. be able to entertain and do the things that you love.
1: Yeah, and and even I thought I'm like, well, you know, even if then when the gigs come back, how do I balance all this out? And then this even this past summer it was great because there was a, a handful of times where the we had a really rainy summer if you remember. This past year was right. it was just rain. Right, it just rained so much. I mean, it was muddy all year. So like a lot of my gigs, you know, weather dependent, and they're just or not only weather dependent, sometimes we move inside, but then there was restrictions on the inside dining. And then there was shortage of staff. So there was a lot of factors into that. The weather just was like, we're not going to move everything inside because we just can't. We don't have the staff. We don't have the room. So on days like that, when I would lose a gig, like in the past, I was just out money. Sure, I was out revenue that mm. day. Now I can be like, no, I'll just pay everybody. I'm just going to stream tonight. Yeah. So I wouldn't turn my camera on and nine times out of 10 that I did that, I made what I would have made if I went to the gig, if not more.
0: And you're in your own house and you can do it on your own hours. Right.
1: So then I was like, wow, man, it's going to be a great thing moving forward. And I try to tell a lot of my musician friends because they immediately started banding the platform or expanding, st- uh, abandoning streaming altogether. Once the gigs came back, I'm like, why would you do that when you just develop this whole other revenue stream, right. which is going to allow you to, like, hey, what if gigs get a little scarce again? What if we have another spike? What if we have, what, we don't, we're not out of the woods yet. Like, what, what are you going to do here? Or if you lose a gig because it's snowing or whatever, or you just have a light week, now you can be like, hey, man, I'm going to stream a couple more. You know, it, I mean, not everybody can do what I did. I mean, but I, I, I'm not trying to say that I'm better than people but like not everybody can just have the success that I had. you know oh um, well, you hustled for but, it there too
0: I mean it was right
1: absolutely I hustled, I hustled my butt off but it doesn't mean that you know somebody's other musicians shouldn't have abandoned that because you just create this other revenue stream right. that you got to remember I mean you and I've had this conversation the majority of people don't leave their house Regardless of right. the
0: pandemic
1: or not, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right? right? Most people are homebound, and they want to be entertained, always. right? And, then, and and nowadays we have these you know seventy inch televisions with four K and, and you know you they're all affordable. You can set up on a, a killer sound system at home for like next to nothing, and then you can have this like movie theater sound right, right in your house, right, and you have the ability to cast like. Streams up onto your TV. You can go to a store and buy a thirty-rack of Keystone, get a pizza, and <laughs> do whatever you want. And I have to worry about driving, and it's right. a fraction of the cost of going out to that. And then some sure. people are like, I can't believe people would pay you twenty or thirty dollars for a song on on Twitch. I'm like, well, that'd been no different. What if they went out for dinner? That oh,
0: night? Yeah, for sure,
1: like, right? Yeah, I mean, they're still saving money. Yeah, not this, only are, are they paying of-
0: for up up sell on beer and, and food, but then they're also paying to tip you to get their song played. <laughs> right,
1: right. Or they're, they're not paying a $20 ticket to go see somebody at the Westcott Theater right. or somewhere else.
0: Right. You
1: know, so it, it's very easy for them. So that was the thing that I tap into. And now let's tap into, okay, now that my discoverability's gone beyond Syracuse, on any given night now, if I got two, three, four, five hundred 500 people watching me, maybe 10% are in the local area. The rest of them are from mm. all over Sure. <laughs> Canada, Europe, all over the United States. And then, you know, if I'm streaming late enough and all of a sudden my Australian friends are like, Hey man, good, good morning, mate.
0: Oh, that's so funny. Good
1: morning from Japan, <laughs> you know? And then you're getting these people that are over there. They're like, they're so excited because they get to there watch me in the morning when everyone's watching me at night here. Yeah. <clears throat> you yeah. know, so you're not just trying to take a slice of the pie from Syracuse, which is a very small pie. You know, there's, on any given Friday night, if there's 15 venues that have music, you're fighting for a very small percentage of people that go out on a Friday night to see music, right? Right. So now you're slicing that pie down a little bit more, where now there's 25 to 30 million people a day use active active users a day on Twitch. Mm. That's the active users. That's not the casual users. And they said that some days you can get up to 40 or 50 million people within a network at any given time. (laughs)
0: <laughs> wow! So for crazy. you to get like yeah.
1: 500 people, I mean, you just get, it's a numbers game at that point. So, yeah, it's, it's been a whole world.
0: So what, whole change. what would be a few pieces of advice that you would kind of share two, three, whatever, just, you know, as you've gone through all of this and the changes that you've made, you know, I mean, personally, as well as business for people that are, you know, trying to look to make yeah. change. In their own life and either you know start a new career start their own business f- get to the change, gym i mean like yeah that.
1: this is yeah this is this yeah because i mean everything that we've talked about has all been changed in drastic change yeah you know um change is hard man change is hard and as you get older change gets more difficult because there's more friction does that make sense like When you're younger, you don't have as much friction. You 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 don't have as many bills. You don't have a mortgage payment. You may not have kids. Those things, as you get older, start adding up. Those are those are friction. Those are things that are going to cause you to not want to make change, you know, Um, or be very hesitant because you have to be careful about rocking this boat that you have.
0: Yeah, there's a level
1: of risk. Right. right? There's a, a gigantic level of risk, but at the same time, we're never getting any younger. So. I mean, you look at these people that are a little bit older in life or they're, they're, they're in the twilight years of their life and you talk to them and you talk to them out of love and you're like, hey, do you have any regrets? And you sit there and they're like, man, I really wish I did, just did something I loved. I wish I didn't chase money. I wish I just chased something that I truly loved. Or I wish I had more time with my kids. Or I wish I... Because there's one thing that you can never get back. You can always make money. We can always make money. You can just get another job. You can work 80 hours a week. One thing you can't get back is time. Right. And... And that's what you have to put inside your head. You have to find I mean, to like, Well, I don't have time to go to a gym. I go bullshit. <laughs> you just he just binge watch a show for four days. How many <laughs> hours was that? You know, you watch 20 oh, I twenty episodes of Sopranos over the course of the weekend. Yeah, you just spent like three literally three days, seventy hours of television. Yeah. You're telling me you don't have time to do 30 minute workout I'm not telling you don't have to go and do CrossFit you don't have to go run half marathons you don't have to take in the streams that we do that's what we enjoy but I'm like you can just take a little bit of time or you can just get on a treadmill and watch the Sopranos (laughs) you know (laughs) like there's ways the technology can be
0: incorporated
1: into right you can combine both of them um for me it's really tough because I've always been a person like when when I need to make change, it's like, okay, boom, like, there's no, ah, there's no, like, I just get, I get, I get laser focus, and you, you're not going to get me off that train. Like what? All right. Whatever. See you. I'm out. Like, but I know that my ability to do that isn't what everybody else's ability to do that. Mm-hmm. So.
0: And what, um, what would be, uh, what would be one thing you'd like recommend? For people something that's you
1: you have to you have to find a why you heard pe- people talk about that all the time what's your why what's your main reason to make these changes mine was my daughter okay so like I want to be I want to be around for as long as I possibly can I want to be there for my daughter mm-hmm. as long as I possibly can I want to be able to do this th- I didn't have my daughter 12 40 years old so, like, most people have their kids in their late 20s, early 30s. So by the time they get to 40 in the 40s, their kids are either graduating in high school, going to college, or at least later on in their schooling years. Me, I'm a little bit older, so I'm like, all right, I'm doing numbers in my head, and I'm just like, what's my why? What's my motivating factor every day that's going to get me up and do this? You know, because once – the hardest thing is just doing that thing. Like I said, walking through the gym doors every day four days a week. Like, okay, I'm going to do this. You're like, you, you put yourself on a schedule and you stick to it and you're going to get, okay, now, now take the friction away from your life. You're going to get the friction and the peer pressure from the other people that are in your circle. Okay. And most of the people are like, what are you doing? You're eating a salad, man. we got pizza and lasagna and chicken wings. And blah blah. blah. <laughs> and it's like, You know, people will literally shame you for like eating a salad. You're like, dude, I just rather eat a salad or people are like, man, I've, I can't work out. Why are you working out? Like people will literally dog you for making these changes. You have to, you really got to kind of ignore that or you got to evaluate these people. Sure. In your life. Mm. Not to say that they don't care about you, but if you want to make change, real change in your life, you have to start surrounding yourself with people that are equally working towards some kind of similar goal in their life. doesn't so have to be the exact same goal. But when you walk through the gym, this is one thing I'm like, I'll, I'll rave about CrossFit because when you're there, the people there come from all walks of life, but we all have this drive about us and all right. about this community about right. us that we all lift each other up. And I thought, not that I got rid of friends. I mean, I still have some friends, but I started surrounding myself with people that were going to encourage these changes. Mm. You know, if someone comes out of rehab after you know years and decades of drinking, their probability of, Falling back into drinking and drugging again by going and hanging out with the same amount of people, the same people that you were doing and got yourself into rehab with is pretty high. Right. You They try to tell you, you should probably try to find some new friends. You know, you don't have to get rid of them, but you got to surround yourself with people. That is huge. You cannot do this by yourself.
0: No, if it wasn't for a, right. someone
1: like, for, for like you that got me through the door and then meeting Dan, then meeting... And then meeting this group of friends that I absolutely adore yeah. and love. And some of these people become some of the closest people in my life that I never even knew existed for years. Yeah. It's that's definitely what you have to do. You have to, you have to surround yourself with those people. You have to.
0: Yeah. It's definitely a very powerful thing to surround yourself with people that are constantly on the path to do better, whether that's for the world, for themselves but but finding the people that you can relate to and you know, really kind of go through the experience together is like massive.
1: Yeah. It doesn't have to be ten people. Right. You might just find one person right. that
0: motivates you, someone right.
1: that like is in your class often. And like, hey man, I'm gonna see you tomorrow. Yeah, I'm gonna see you tomorrow.
0: Now and hold you accountable say, hey. for sure.
1: Right, right. You're like, hey, I want do you, go get lunch? And the great thing about the, the coaches that we have at the gym. I love them because they're they more, hey, we'll see you tomorrow, right? Or they're checking up on you <laughs> or something like that. You yeah. know, like, so it, you just got to find that one person. And next thing you know, you might have two people. But, man, you find that person in your class. You're like, hey, man. You kind of make friends with them. And they push you through the work and out. And you get there like, all right, man, I'll see you tomorrow. I'm going to get you tomorrow, you know, type of thing. And, <laughs> and you all you got to do is get that ball rolling. Sure. That first month or two of anything takes a little while. They say 21 days to change habit, and honestly, it takes six to nine months in my opinion. But if you can get past that first month or two, yep. you're going to get going. And then if you can get another couple months in, then you're really going to go. And by the time you're hitting that six to nine month mark with your nutrition or your gym, or let's take away the gym and nutrition all together and just talk about a change in your life, whether it's a career or a new business, if you can get through those really murky six to nine months of any mm-hmm. change, any change in your life, it's going to get better. I mean, all of us have been, had our heart broken, right? <laughs> We've all had our heart broken. And those first month or two is horrible, right? It's, right? it's The worst thing ever, you're like, I'm never going to get over this I'm <laughs> never gonna It's the worst thing ever. I'm never going to love again and all this. And as every day goes by, it gets a little bit better, right? And next thing you know, four or five months later, you're like, man, why was I even thinking about that person as much as i like, dude, right. this is the best thing that ever happened to me. It's the same thing. And I think that's the catalyst to anybody's change is that you have to like, you, you got, you got to just go one day at a time. I know that sounds very cliche, but it's really true. Just concentrate on today. Let's get up today. Let's go to the gym today. Let's eat good today. All right. Day is done. All right, cool. Do it again the next See day. Tomorrow. Eventually sure. it becomes, a habit. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is, you know, especially when you want to make a change in your life. I think a lot of people are doing that in general. COVID got that ring, but like, man, I'm not really happy at my job. I think that's part of the reason why we have job shortages in certain industries. So I think some of those people were very sick of working in those industries.
0: Some yeah, of Those I,
1: industries are really grindy work.
0: So yeah. They're shifting I
1: think to some, somewhere else.
0: I think you're right. I think there has been, um, I think, there's been a lot of people that have thrived and and you're definitely one of those people that has, you know, sort of grabbed the bull by the horn, so to speak, and really pushed forward. And then I think there were people that have I mean, obviously have certainly struggled, but I think we're seeing the people that have thrived really be leaders for those that have struggled and, yeah. you know, uh to do what they can to help lift everybody else up. And I think
1: because, because Lord knows not everybody had a very positive experience for the past two years, regardless of what they tried to do. It's been extremely difficult for them. Yeah. You know, uh, job wise, mentally, you know, I mean, that's a whole other podcast from itself. Um,
0: but I think a lot of, I think a lot of the stuff that you're doing with your, your, your openness and your honesty and, you know, sharing the bad, sharing the beautiful, you know, I, that's been really powerful. You look you look at the comments that people have left on a lot of your posts. And, you know, yeah. it's, so, some of them are people you know very well and others are people that you might not know at all. But, you know, bringing realness and, and caring into the world is certainly something that we need more of right now. So, thank yeah. you.
1: Yeah, I mean, you just, it's it, the saying goes, and I don't know if Gandhi says it, because some people say Gandhi didn't say it, but it's like, be the change you want to see in the world. Just try not to like. I can't change the world. I'm never going to be the president, or I'm never going to be a big corporation where I can wield power to change like that. But what I can do is start. Just I have a friend that I had on my podcast a couple of weeks ago. His name's I Blackish. He's a he's a streamer on Twitch, and he's just a kind of a motivating speaker. And he just says, "Man, just be the ripple." BTR. Right. Be the ripple. Yeah. Because that's all you got to do, and it's very similar to that. Be the change, but like just be the ripple. If you be the ripple, man, you'd be surprised what that do. Because I cannot tell you how many people that I don't even knew made changes, or people I didn't know, and I run into them, and they're like, "Hey, I've are really watching your journey. You've inspired me," or they've reached out and they're like, "Hey, how do you? How do I speak to this guy that you're you're working with with food, or how did you? What's this yoga right. studio that you were going to, or what's this gym you're going to, or?" can you point me in a direction of somebody? Yeah. And it was like, that's, that's awesome. I'm like, holy crap. I'm not even thinking about that. And now I'm making these changes for helping people do that because now I'm that person that's being the motivating factor. I'm somebody's why, or at least motivation. Yeah. Accountability.
0: Yeah. I think that's probably like the best place we could to choose to end it. But the ripple aspect is something that I've always thought of as well. You know, that, You know, everything we do has an effect one way or another, even if there's nobody around us, you know, and we do something, it has a ripple effect somewhere out in the, you know, the ether that surrounds us and, and, and trying to to keep as many of those ripples positive and in in a way that benefits all of us, you know, is certainly a better way to to try to live. It's not always possible and and we forget a lot of times, but kind of having that in your mind is massively powerful.
1: We, we are all made up and if you want to get on a molecular level and i will like everyone is made up of atoms and molecules and neutrons and protons right, right. we've all learned in chemistry and basic biology and all those things that like when you superheat a molecule for some atoms with some fire all of a sudden that'll affect all the ones that are around them and then it keeps going right uh neutral reaction is that thing you split one tiny atom it, if you split that atom, you can literally blow up an entire city. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like that's a very destructive way of looking at it. But my point is if you can do something just a little to cause that ripple, look what he, look what you can do. And if we have more people that did that, it's going to take some time, but we can come out of these dark places with just a better, with a better place to live. We're going to look back 10 years from now and be like, wow, we've, we've come a long way and not even realize it yeah molecular if you're positive you're positive in your ways you're positive with your smile you give that to somebody even at Wegmans just saying hi to somebody you did, and that goes to that person and that person that
0: person just goes yeah right? the simple hello All we is gotta one do. That, yeah totally simple. the simple hello simple. is one that we have definitely forgotten and makes a big we difference have. in in people's days so um well joe as always thank you very much um, always, I really, really appreciate it. And it's always gr- great to talk to you and we'll definitely have to do this again soon. Yes. So, all right. Well, thank you. Uh, and thank you to everybody You're for welcome. listening to this episode of Ohm Travelers. As always, it's a pleasure to be here and uh, have you listen. Huge thanks to Joe Altier. You can find him at just Joe 55 on Instagram and Joe Altier on Facebook. So pay attention to everything he has going on and, If you are in the local Syracuse area, make sure you get out to see him or find him on Twitch. And then also a big thank you to Soul Rising for allowing the use of his music for the intro and the outro. The name of the song is The Journey. You can find him pretty much anywhere you find music, Spotify, Apple Music, any place you go. So check him out when you can and we'll be back again very soon.